the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Kind of an interesting day. In large part, we've had a weird week. On Monday, the President of the United States talked about how ultimately he has ultimate power. He can say if we go back to work, he can say if we get shut down. And then Tuesday, he kind of backed off that. And Wednesday, he really backed off that and said, hey, it's up to the the states to figure this out. We're not getting a lot of guidance that from our politicians. We're not getting guidance from our, our corporations. But we're in an interesting time because we're starting to process more and more what it means to invest in the world of COVID. And last night, I guess it was probably about 13 hours ago. It's 7 in the morning my time right now. But about 6, there is some buzz going around Wall Street. Like, you guys should get ready just because... Um, Gilead Science has got a, a drug that seems to fight COVID pretty well. And we've already known about this drug. It's already been out there, and it's already been you know floated. Will it work? Will it not work? Again, not a vaccine, just kind of a treatment. Stock moved 20% on that. And Gilead Sciences, if you take a look at the company, it, it, it's one of those companies that almost makes me want to start smoking because they're the kind of company that's going to come up with a cure for cancer. I don't really want to smoke. I, my father smoked, and I truly believe a lot of the stuff in our world, we say, you know, my dad was this, so I'm opposite, or I'm, I'm with it. Uh, none, of his, none of his kids smoked. My dad had six kids. Talking about something that'll kill you. <laughs> six kids, uh, right? So COVID progress, whether it's on treatment, vaccination, number of deaths peaking, we're not there yet. We hit record numbers for a second day in a row yesterday. And yet Wall Street's having a good old day. Here's in um, Boeing up 12%. PVH Corporation up 12%. You're seeing some really outsized gains. Not surprising, you're also seeing some shifts in some companies that have been recent winners show a little bit of weakness. In the recent times, we've talked about, as an investor, buy what people are using. Procter & Gamble to wipe their butt. Uh, Netflix to entertain our mind while we kind of sleep, into into sleepness to slip ever so. There's not that much. There's some good shows on Netflix, but are there that many good shows? Um, Maybe we all get something different from Netflix. Some people get a babysitter for their kids. Uh, they've come up with some like kid shows. Some people, they've done a lot of animation, which anime, let me put it that way, the Japanese version of animation, um, 
not a lot of American content created ever ever for it. And now just a a a proverbial ton being produced by Netflix. But they're weaker today. Kroger, we've been like, well, we're going to grocery stores more and more. We're buying things there and we're clearing out their shelves. So short term, grocery stores have done well. Companies that help us um, share information with our computers online. Citrix Systems down big today. Uh, in the recent weeks when the market was really nerve-wracking, some people go to gold. I still don't understand it. I mean, I, I understand the theory, but I don't under I don't I, why it wasn't modernized to say this is silly. Let's go into a mine with a pickaxe and come back with a nugget of gold. That to me is not an investment. Sorry, but Newmont Mining is weaker today, more so than the market. Activision is weaker today because in the recent times we were like, well. Aren't they the company behind Red Dead Redemption? And a lot of people want to be a cowboy right now, and they want to get out in the Wild West. But because of COVID, they can't actually get on their horse. They can't actually go to town and kiss a, a, a damsel in distress. Uh, she wants you to stay six feet away from her. So anyway, Activision has been a recent winner. Netflix has been a recent winner. Kroger has been a recent winner. Citrix has been a recent winner. Newmont Mining, and they're all weaker today. Is that the psychology? Is Wall Street saying six months from now, maybe we won't be watching as many Netflix shows and Activision uh, games? Maybe we won't be buying... I'll give you an example. I went to a grocery store yesterday, right? There wasn't a single vegetable in it. I've never seen that. I, I was prepared not to see toilet paper. I'm totally prepared not to see hand wipes. I get all that kind of stuff. Flour, I get. More people are staying in baking. I get it. There's a run on flour. But vegetables? And then my, I started to panic a little bit. One of the things I do uh, is I, I help you through good times and bad times on Wall Street. And one of the stories we started earlier in the week was there's a Smithfield Foods hog processing plant in South Dakota that happens to be ground zero right now for the number of cases that in the population. It's just the number of people in you know, the city versus the number of people who get infected, that's part of the way we're counting this on whether it's hotspot or not. But Smithfield Foods, they produce 5%. This factory produces 5% of our pork chops, 5% of our bacon. And, um, yeah, they slaughter cow, uh, pigs. Let me get my animal right. Um, we saw them get hit and... When I was in the grocery store, I was like, wait, there's no vegetables? And now maybe down the road there will be no pork? Smithfield came out with one of the press releases this week that just – it honestly made me want to cry as an investor. Sometimes I forget that I have a heart because I try to pretend I don't. But Smithfield said, you know, uh, we're losing $37 a head per pig. We're not in the business of losing money. China has stopped ordering from us because of quarantine issues. We get it. <laughs> but we got these expensive little baby pigs. And they said, we're going to have to slaughter millions of baby pigs, little piglets. And you want to see cute. <laughs> Go look at a little baby pig. <clears throat> um, so I got a little sad about that. I know you're saying, did you openly shed a tear for baby pigs, even though you'll gladly eat a pork chop? Isn't that hypocritical of you? I'm like, Yeah. But that's the kind of news we're dealing with right now of, you know, I'm in a grocery store and I panic a little bit. So I eat pork. 
try to do the red meat once a you know month kind of thing. So the pork, I'm instantly thinking like maybe I should go find like frozen pork, or maybe I can get like pulled pork sandwich, like any other. But like I should get my hands on the stuff, but all the vegetables were gone. <clears throat> I know you're saying, Rob, I don't really see you as a broccoli kind of guy. Cauliflower. All gone. How is cauliflower and broccoli all gone? There must be some unhappy kids out there, right? Mom, what's for dinner? Broccoli. Eat your broccoli. Anyhow, coronavirus bill <clears throat> is getting a lot of talk right now. Yesterday, we learned, maybe it was two days ago. These days are starting to blend a little bit. We learned that the small business loans have been peaked, that we've, we've tapped the whole system. And I know some people who have applied and have been approved, but they haven't funded. <clears throat> so small businesses, they're going, are we going to get this money? It's, it's kind of a loan that's meant to say, don't fire people for a few months, and we'll give you this loan. And if you don't, you don't have to pay it back. It's trying to protect jobs. I know I'm boiling down on a simple level, but all that money went. And like a lot of the small business owners this week are going to be going, I don't know if I'm getting the money or not. They said I did, but I didn't get it. The system's really slow right now. Do small business owners come back to work on Monday and say, maybe we need to fire people? A lot of questions right now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Robert Black. That's my real name. Oddly enough, Rob Black is a little bit of a character. He tends to talk a little bit faster. He's a little bit more confident. Rob Black, someone else. My friends know me as Robert. I sign my emails to my friends as Robert. It's weird, right? Some of the things you kind of figure out about yourself. We're in a fun market right now. Of We started off the year overvalued. Everyone talked about that concept. Ten years in a row up. That feels a little too easy. If you were to, if I were to say you were to walk into a casino and win for 10 years in a row, you'd be like, I want to go to that casino tomorrow. But that's kind of when it starts getting tricky. And I'm not comparing Wall Street to gambling. I was just trying to give you a kind of similar but a little bit different. Um, so we started off a little bit pricey and then COVID hit. And I, I heard, I've heard some crazy, crazy conspiracy theories and probably one of them's right. You know, someone is going to get one right at some point yesterday. It started making the news that there's a, a report out of the UK that they don't want to do business with China until China comes clean. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. <clears throat> Come clean about what? There's a biological center within 10 miles of Wuhan that is in the business of making you know, test for biological outbreaks. Uh, similar to Ebola. So the big conspiracy theory rumor yesterday was that someone broke from that lab and got it into Wuhan. And next thing you know, there, there, there's, there's stories out there and this is what makes COVID so crazy. I don't know who you're going to vote for. I don't care. That's not my game. But when it comes to investing, that's my game. And when you start coming up with, you know, how many people really died in China? Was it what they said or was it 40 times greater? 
And then you get in this, am I just being an American who's a little bit, how shall we say, um, arrogant and thinking, well, certainly we don't have the wet markets and we're not going to have more dust than they are, but they're starting to get some crazy stuff right now. Over 2 million people globally have been infected and those numbers have to be low because we don't know sometimes when people are infected and it comes and goes, right? Some of our hospitals just changed, not hospitals, but some of our states just changed the way they count dead people from COVID from how many people died in hospitals to how many people died outside of hospitals as well. It's like the numbers got grimmer. Hard hit states, New York, California, Louisiana, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey. Poor guys. You're on the outside of New York and you get none of the benefits of living in New York, but all the disease from New York. Louisiana, uh, Easter and Louisiana kind of go together just from the whole Bourbon Street biblical perspective. And they're getting hit hard because everyone got a little bit too close. The record number of unemployment claims in the last month hit 22 million. Record. And my producer yesterday said, have you seen the chart for these unemployment claims? I'm like, yeah. I said, it's pretty staggering because he's like, kind of looks like flatland, 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 going along the Y axis for around one, 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 and then it jumps to 20. And you're like, whoa, that's a big jump. So statistically, looking at data in a chart, sometimes charts pay off. And for the last month, I've been brushing up on my fifth grade math on fractions and decimals. And sometimes it's good to know this stuff and percentages, right? China's economy contracted for the first time in 30 years. That is unbelievable. Talking about a run. I guess 30 years ago, China woke up and said, or 31 years ago, they woke up and said, let's grow. And they haven't stopped growing until this quarter. Their GDP fell 6.8%. What happened? Oh, yeah, they had coronavirus run rampant from December, January, and February. And it started getting better right around March. In theory, I think we kind of know that. But now I'm starting to question everything. Did the who not tell us? Did the who tell us? Who? Who? Uh, When did they know? When did they not know? I hate that part of that's kind of bleeding into Wall Street right now. Tim Cook said Apple has donated 30 million face masks and shipped over 2 million of its own face shields. Okay. I see that as press release, right? Uber withdrew its 2020 guidance and warned of a $2.2 billion write down. I've got a friend who works at Uber. Um, I'm not going to say like a really close friend. It's, it's nothing quite like that. But he did buy a $250,000 car last year, and it's got a name, and it's got a female, a name of a female. So it's like, oh, you want to drive an Ella? I'm like, Ella? I don't even want to know. No, I don't want to drive it. I'm not a car guy. Markets opened up huge today. There's a company called, uh, well, a lot of companies at this point in time are talking about 
the drugs in their pipeline. But Gilead said, Remsdevere, we just got through a study, and it does improve symptoms for patients with COVID. And we have about the number of doses that you would need to get through the United States. 140,000, and we're kind of expecting that somewhere in the death total. I don't even know. I I can't even figure that stuff out at this point in time. Do you go with Trump? Do you go with health officials? Do you go with models? I just wanted to be quiet for a little bit. Go into the weekend and just not talk for 72 hours would be good for me. One thing I want to pledge real quick. I'm going to be on air. I'm not going to take a vacation day or an off day until the things start looking a little bit more normalized. Because I know people are freaked out. And that freaks out my bosses because they're like, take a day off. I'm like, no. Um, this is the time that we all get through this together. We all look at it together. I want you to be in for the long term. I want you to be a patient, healthy investor. I don't want you to get greedy or fearful. So I got to get through this. This is our time. There was an article in today's Barons, and I point this out because I get approached by a lot of you, and you're trying to convince me on your angle. The most recent one is an uh, employee of Delta not understanding why the stock when it was going down and going down and going down. And he, in his head, wanted to tie it to Warren Buffett selling shares, and that was it. I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a package of things on top of that. Maybe it's the stimulus isn't as much as we want it. Maybe there's strings attached to it. Maybe your company has debt tied to it that people are not feeling. Maybe their debt is starting to drain, uh, become a strain on asset, other assets. And like, <clears throat> we tend to go through this period where we, we want to like see news and like make it our own. And like, this is the time. One analyst in Barron's day is saying, studying from 1926 to 2015, Vanguard has found that lump sum investment outperformed a six-month series of investments 64% of the time. <clears throat> People like myself and CFP Chad Burton will say, gradually scale in. But there's a study that says the best thing to do is right now is don't dive in. Jump in both feet. Do it now. Let's talk about that when we come back. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I won't be on air forever. I know that. I enjoy it now. I'm comfortable when it ends. Um, I've worked pretty hard for 25 years not taking a lot of vacations, trying to guide people in the markets. Um, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's no stock that I won't look into. You know, a company like a Peloton, in times of COVID, the stock's gone really, really well. Peloton, maker of a super expensive bicycle training device that looks kind of cool in your home. It's kind of a a luxury item. Oh, do you have a gym equipment in your house? No, I have a Peloton. It's like, it's really nice gym equipment. Um, And it came public last year and it became this, this like very, it was a phenomenon. As did Smile Direct, as did Chewy. The things that worry me about like a Chewy is now that they're publicly traded, they're one year old. They have a CEO, in theory, who is a one-year-old company, the, the brains of a one-year-old company. 
Now, it's clearly not one-year-old. They've been around before, but this is the first time Wall Street's looked at them. There's a company called Casper Sleep, where they make mattresses. I want to know how that company does a good economy. I want to know how that company does a bad economy. One of the reasons I don't buy IPOs in their first year is because I kind of want to see how they trade. Do I miss out? Absolutely. Do I break that rule sometime and get in, even though I say I want to wait a year? Sometimes I do. But like Smile Direct is one of those companies that came public last year that, hey, we're doing cheaper braces. People want straighter teeth. They don't want to go through that, that braces thing. I get it. Then I start doing some of the research on the company. Like, what are they going to come up with next? Something that fixes posture? Something that tightens the belly? Or are they going to basically say, how many kids are born? We expect to get 14% of the braces market. Or during a bad economy, maybe people will say, I need to clean up my teeth, get them straight, just just in case I I get a job in the future. I don't know. (laughs) Did you see how tough it is to make some of these plays? I don't advise it. Um, Wait for a company to have some trading history, if you can. I get it. Sometimes you feel like, if you could say it's a gamble, if you could say, I I don't know what they do in their first year, I get wanting to own a company that's new. You've seen companies like Amazon where you're like, I wish I would have bought it when an IPO'd. Well, you could have bought it cheaper in year two than you could have in year one. But in your head, you're like, I wish I would have bought that one. Oh, I wish I would have got Microsoft in the IPO. Same story. It wasn't always at an all-time high. And it didn't instantly run out of the gate. Some do. But also, I could tell you, like, uh, a Yahoo, when they IPO'd at 16, stock marches almost straight to 250. Only to never see the upside of $20 a share ever again two or three years later. Nah, not two. It's longer than two or three years. <laughs> but that's one of those stories that I'm trying to squeeze a square into a circle and it just doesn't fit. Oh, uh, you know what I'm starting to look at research on now? To show you where I'm at, or not even our first recession, there's fear of a second recession on top of the first recession. A double recession, if you will. Now, we learned in the double mint commercial in the 1990s that twins are awesome. They can play tennis together. They can hang out at the beach together. They can drive cars together. Twins are awesome. We learned that. But a double recession... Let's talk about that for a second. Debt incurred over time from the coronavirus stimulus spending could mean a deeper crisis and default risks for some countries. The current wave of debt accumulation, it started in 2010, the current wave. And it's the largest, fastest, and most broad-based increase in debt since the 1970s. I'm, I've come to the conclusion that I can't get on the radio and talk about, oh, all this debt is going to lead to higher taxes, all this debt, all this government spending is going to lead to inflation. <clears throat> I'm not going to turn a blind eye to it, but, and there's the but. If ifs and buts were candy, that's what a party would have, right? Uh, so people are talking about a double dip recession, where we come out of it, we spend a little bit, the numbers look okay, but we go right back down into cutting. That after we get through Corona, what's going to be the next thing to either carry the market or, or pull the market down? Will 5G be enough? 
the IMF is doing a lot of talking right now. And I have some respect for the International Monetary Fund. I know there's probably going to be someone that emails me. and, Like, for instance, I woke up this morning. Guess what I have? I have a pimple. Isn't this supposed to stop after you turn 40, 45, 50? Like, at what point does this stop? I haven't had a pimple in 15 years. Am I stressed about the markets? What is this telling me? Oh, is it good? Someone's going to email me and say, oh, it's probably cancer. (laughs) People have opinions. The IMF, um, half the world now has asked the International Monetary Fund for a bailout. At some point in time, you have to pay back your debts. At some point in time, you know, you have to earn your own money. At some point in time, your economy has to stand on its own. So the fear is, is that we hit this first recession based on people quitting their, not quitting their jobs, losing their jobs, leaving their jobs, not going to their jobs. So that's going to cut, you know, corporate spending. That's going to cut consumer spending. Just destroy, destroy it. But there's a thought that once the consumer goes back to work, that maybe we do hit a second recession. We were kind of due for one. The odds of it were going up. Do you remember one year ago? We're talking about the U.S.-China trade wars and tariffs. We're talking about different things. Brexit. I was in the shower the other day. I know. Please don't get that. Don't keep that image in your head for very long. It's very upsetting. I was in the shower the other day, and I was like, did Brexit ever happen? I know we were getting kind of close to it, and I know Boris Johnson, and now he's got COVID. And like some of these issues that were driving the market last year, where did they go? And I almost want them back. Um, bring back the high valuation calls. Bring back the uh, U.S.-China trade war. That's not the case right now. Spain and Italy are the world's second and uh, worst hit countries behind the United States. The number of deaths is shockingly rolling higher and higher and higher. We've had two straight days of record death tolls due to COVID in the United States. COVID's the number one killer in the United States at this point in time. I don't get it. I, the numbers are too big for me to, to grasp and wrap my head around. Um, it's big. It's, it's big. It's like a, it doesn't say justice, right? So the markets were looking huge this morning. And whether it's true or not, and I think it's fair to say that Remsdevere by Gilead Science, is, we'll, we're going to find that it, it, it's effective. We've seen one study. We've heard it from the doctors the last month that, you know, when in doubt, they're, they're prescribing it. Gilead Science, they're symbol G-I-L-D. Fascinating company. Um, biotech company. Um, I find that I'm using the word fascinating too much right now. And not wanting to get a word stuck in my head, um, what I can tell you is Gilead Sciences, would you buy it if they didn't have Remsdevere? And I would make a case for it. Again, my analysis of biotech companies is very, very weak. And I, like, I tell you that going into it. I can do the easy stuff and tell you that they've got Hepsira for hepatitis B. I can tell you that they've got, you know, um, uh, products for AIDS and kidney disease. They've got cardiovascular drugs. I could say that's a billion dollar, you know, spend every year at 3% world population. So what happens when the drug comes off patent? 
Um, they've got some medicines for cancer. I was doing a little uh, peruse in a TED Talks yesterday, and there was a 16-year-old kid who caught my attention. He gave a TED Talk that basically it was something along the lines of, oh, when I was 15 years old, I came up with a way of identifying whether or not you're going to get pancreatic cancer. Some of them, though. And I'm like, whoa, how do you analyze that? First and foremost, a kid 16 years old, he came up with a cheaper test for pancreatic cancer, which is also used now for lung cancers. It's three cents per test. And it can show if you have the high level of antibodies or the high level of something in your blood that you tend to have when you are got a chance of 100% recovery from pancreatic cancer. Near 100%. Again, the statistics are kind of wonky, right? Um, and I watched that. I was like, whoa, how do you analyze that? What does that do to the industry? So, of course, Gillian Sciences is going to make some money off rims of here. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But what happens if someone comes up with a cheaper rims of Analyzing biotech companies is really, really tough. And I would caution any of my listeners, unless you have a degree in biology, chemistry, health sciences, unless you've worked in the industry, it is very, very tough to analyze. So um, just to give you an idea, sometimes the revenues don't work out the way you want them to. Sometimes drugs get recalled. Sometimes newer drugs, better drugs come out. Sometimes complications get reported late. Very, very cautious chasing performance right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com and robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So Remdesivir is the big story today, drug by Gilead Sciences that seems to be treating COVID symptoms. A lot of what we're doing right now is tempering and digesting a lot of news. Um, a lot going on. The headlines are just drama. Uh, there was a you know a headline yesterday that a Louisiana pastor said that one of his parishers, parishioners didn't die of coronavirus. They got together over Easter. Next thing you know, the guy's dead or something like that. That's the basics of it. Corner says otherwise. So we're kind of fighting. This is a weird time, and I hope you could appreciate this. We're kind of fighting religion against science right now. The media is, at least. And uh, I'm like, whoa, didn't expect to see that one play out that way. So coronavirus big in the news right now, but this was a week with a lot going on. The week's ending with Remsdivir and how it's been successfully helping people. But it started with Trump saying, you know, I'm in charge and I'll decide when the government opens back up. And people got excited on Monday um, because he's going to open the government. He's going to open the, the, the businesses. Maybe people die, but at least we'll be transacting money. People got excited on that news. You can't make this stuff up. And then by Thursday, he's like, ah, I'm going to let the governors decide on their own. You're like, really? Okay. Oh, a lot going on here, right? And that's just the headlines. This week, we also got earnings from banks. The banks told us a lot Wednesday and Thursday that they're increasing their reserves. A banker like Jamie Dimon, when he talks, I listen. He rarely says anything about the economy that's just filthy stupid. I can't think of a time he did. When he talks about like what the year looks like, I want to hear because he's more right than wrong. 
And one of the things that his bank is doing and other banks like Bank of America, they're increasing their loan losses. They're expecting you not to pay your bills. Keep in mind, as we get more excited, as we get more fearful, that we're only in month two of a lockdown. And that's not even the whole country. And more came on kind of later. We're only in month two. So we got some more shoes to fall here. Economically speaking, the data is going to get bad. The first time unemployment claims this week, again, add it to a bad number, which added to a bad number. Now we're at 22 million Americans who've lost their job in the last four weeks. Essentially wiping out 10 years of job gains. Incredibly boring, incredibly slow job gains. Incredibly fast firing of people. This has been a big week. I haven't had a day off in a long time. I haven't even played with my schedule in a long time. I'm trying to get more hours on air. When CFP Chad Burton says, do my show in the morning, I'm like, sure. In large part, this is a tough time for all people. A lot of people have never gone through a recession. Even though our last recession was 10 years ago. That's a long time in between recessions. That won't happen again. Like, there's me giving you some negative news. The length that we've had of an economic boom was a record. The speed that we've had coming off of it, also a record. Historically, if you get 10 years up in a row, do you know how much my wealth went up in the last 10 years? Because I had exposure to the stock market and the real estate market. I, I don't expect that kind of return every 10 years. And in fact, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that things are off of their all-time highs right now. It's a pause that could refresh some, in some way, shape, and form. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. <clears throat> um, I try to bring you the best content out there in the most unbiased way. I'm not always successful on that. China reported a 6.8% year-over-year decline in GDP. Goldman Sachs downgraded Apple to sell from neutral. After we get off the air today, I'm going to do a little bit of personal work. But after that, I'm going to start reading some analyst reports. Overnight, I look at international markets in the news. In the afternoon, I'm doing analyst reports, typically. Procter & Gamble posted better-than-expected first-quarter results. Okay. Um, They're selling a lot of toilet paper. (laughs) A lot of toilet paper. Um, A lot. I kind of want to, like, come up with, like, Sandpaper, toilet paper. Just get it out on the market to see if people would buy it, because I think they would. Las Vegas Sands joined the list of companies suspending their dividend. That's a big question right now. Moms and orphans, widows and orphans, they need income in retirement, or they need income to like pay their bills. That, that was kind of a, a dumb moniker. Oh, it's a widows and orphans stock that we came up with. Companies that would never cut their dividends. And you could buy a company like the Las Vegas Sands and say, you know, I don't really believe in gambling. But if it's going to be out there, I want to profit from it. Las Vegas Sands is not in the business of making crazy money every single day. They do consistent. If casinos were winning blindly and there was no winners, eh, they probably wouldn't be as popular as they are, right? So I like Las Vegas Sands as an income idea because it's consistent, but they just cut their dividends, so I have no interest in it. I've never owned Las Vegas Sands. I'm just trying to say that the only reason I would have liked the stock was the dividend. Uh, Because it's consistent, but then it's not consistent. Uh, You're seeing a lot of companies 
not want to cut their dividend because it changes the way people view the stock. GM and Ford, for all intent purposes, they shouldn't pay a dividend right now. They're, they've got a healthy balance sheet for now. But they've had a history of having their balance sheet cave. I don't own Ford or GM. It's interesting. This is turning into a segment of things that I own and things that I don't own. <clears throat> but they're not going to sell a lot of cars this year. But you will be damn sure they're not going to cut their dividend. Because people over 60 are counting on it. It's a consistent thing. And that's part of their shareholder base. I'm always surprised when I hear, and I heard a CEO yesterday say on a conference call, uh, we're going to support our dividend because we have to. People are counting on us for this income. I'm like, whoa. I don't know if I would say because we have to. That's the only thing I didn't like about that. It's felt amateurish. You don't have to do anything. You have to survive. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Now's a good time to have your portfolio looked at. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Check out newfocusfinancial.com. Check me out online at robblackshow.com.